explains what the rest of it's amazing. Yes, he draws he would draw like really mammoths on them. <laughs> he would like he had the best drawings. It was, it was his handwriting is uh, is like that of a child. Wonderful. Hello, everybody, <laughs> and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. Uh, we are going to be covering, of course, Game of Thrones episode two of season five, entitled House of Black and White. I'm pretty sure it is. That is what it yes. was, right? Yeah, House of Black and White. Uh, I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and we're going to go around to the right and introduce ourselves. That's me. Sorry, I was just doing a. I don't know my <laughs> left or right, so I was doing the L's. Uh, I'm Whitney. Oh, I'm Brendan. Oh, I'm Lizzie. <laughs> David. Yes. Uh, Lizzie's been here before. Whitney's been ho- been here before. David's been here before. Brendan has not been on the I podcast am, before. Really? I am new to this podcast. Nib. Um, but you've done a Game of Thrones podcast. Yeah, I used to have a podcast uh, where I read all five of the books and then talked about it with someone who had already read them, but I would read one chapter and then we did a podcast with like 300 plus episodes. And I also recorded some uh, about the shows. But I'm no longer uh, in arrangements with the person that happened with, so we're not going to talk about it. But needless to say, I have a lot of opinions. <laughs> Go. Uh, on Game Email of your fan fiction about that. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, starting up with uh, some of the things we've been talking about the last few weeks, and also in the um, Better Call Saul podcast, Breaking Goodman, we're plugging the Philly Ren Fair, which is coming to town May 16th and 17th, uh, and the Mountain from Game of Thrones, uh, Hafther Bjornsson, uh, right. the most recent Mountain, is going to be there. Uh, he's going to be doing a bunch of different things, including photo opportunities, signed photos. Um, there's different opportunities to train with him. Uh, he's one of, if not the strongest man in the world right now, um, strongest men in the world, and uh they take video of that. There's also a um, package where you can, what they call, fight along with his horde because they're making a sort of movie out of this as well. Um, so there's uh, there's that. Uh, but the cool thing is we have uh, someone here who doesn't have to, doesn't just have Renfair experience but also has now Philly Renfair experience, and that's Lizzie. Uh, Lizzie, why don't you tell us about what your involvement is? Yes, um, I am now officially the new director of the Philadelphia Renaissance oh, wow. Fair. Whoa. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm excited and terrified. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm really excited. It's going to be awesome. Uh, well, that is May 16th and 17th. 17th. Uh, you can go to phillyrenfair.com for more information, and we'll be plugging it as uh, the weeks go on, up until the event, of course. Uh, all right, moving on quickly, we have uh, some uh, reviews uh, from iTunes, because we're running a contest. Uh, right now, if you uh, rate and review our podcast, Stark Raven Mad, you will be entered to win a copy of The World of Ice and Fire, The Untold uh, History of Westeros. Uh, we have the copy here. It's just waiting to be mailed out to you. Hardcover. Hardcover. Uh, and it is a beautiful book. Gorgeous. It is a really... Have you guys seen it? It's like heavily illustrated, right? Yes, yeah. it's very heavily... <laughs> it's a very heavy pages. book. Yeah. I was just going to ask if we are going to yeah. sign it, but that's probably... <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Of course we're going to sign it. <laughs> uh, we have the copy of the book here. It's actually up. It's yeah, a huge book right over there. Um, it's going to be sent to you. All you have to do is rate and review 
uh, Starkraven Med. It doesn't even have to be favorable. Um, no purchase necessary uh, for for mailing uh, uh, your entry. Um, uh, that's not an option. Um, but uh, you can rate and review, and we will take your name. I actually haven't really thought of the specifics of this now that I think of it, um, because I don't know exactly how we're going to. Uh, they would have to. Maybe you could read it aloud well, on the podcast. Yeah, we'll say the, we'll say the yeah. we'll say the tag, and then they can either. Uh, follow us on Twitter and we'll DM them or they can email us. That sounds good. Ooh, speaking can, of which... Can we do a live drawing for it? Oh, of course. No speaking of which just yet. Okay. Um, and, yeah, so rate and review the podcast and we will read all of the reviews on the air, which are, we'll, are pretty quick. We'll put them all in a bowl and then draw the winner, yep. right? And that will be on May 4th. Uh, May the 4th. Um, that's that's when the podcast will be released. The the episode that we record that night, I think, is May third. So weekend before Mother's Day. So if your mom's a big Game of Thrones fan, yeah, log in on her account. Actually, if your family has iTunes accounts and they leave them open, you <laughs> yeah. can leave many reviews. Yeah, that's an option for you. Yeah. All right. So first up is really fun stuff by Ralph Alpha. Uh, this group of comedians knows how to break down an episode of Game of Thrones. Do yourself a favor, subscribe, and take a listen. Uh, great fun. Great. Fun Companion to Game of Thrones TV show by Rob Gozo. Uh, SRM is a good podcast. Mike, the host. That's me, guys. Uh, keeps the show on track and has a dry, intelligent sense of humor that I like. Uh, the quality is good. There are more people in the podcast than I'm used to, but the group does a great job of not stepping on each other. Uh, there are some comedians in the group, but their podcast isn't one long riff machine. There's another Game of Thrones podcast with two comedians. Uh, won't mention the name. Uh, and they do nothing but riff, 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 and it's boring. SRM gives you laughs, insights, and non-spoiler book knowledge for folks who didn't read the books, like me. Um, well, in parentheses, like me, but also like me, outside of parentheses. Easy five stars because the show is fun and dynamic. That is a really good, uh, good review, and this okay. may be the same person that contacted us on, on Facebook. Uh, wow, what a podcast! <laughs> By Obi Wan Batoni. Uh, yes. Uh, wow, this is definitely a podcast. Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> She's in the drawing. Great, great talkers, and I'm a listener. Definitely Game of Thrones heavy, which is great because I'm a huge raging throner. That's fantastic. Uh, and we're we're almost done. Uh, great podcast. Can't watch Game of Thrones without listening to this podcast the next day. I haven't read the book, so this podcast does a great job of reminding me or even teaching me what the hell is going on. Plus, they are hilarious, so in addition to in-depth, thoughtful discussion, you are laughing through all of it. Uh, there could be more editing since they tend to have a bunch of people have on a bunch uh, of people, which gets a little incoherent at times, but usually the host pulls it back. Overall, the pros far outweigh the cons in what... I guess, is probably the best Game of Thrones podcast out there. Keep it up, guys. Um, Craig Fawn, hosted by Mike Marbeck, who has done a bunch of great TV podcasts, which I really enjoy. You really get a breakdown of the whole show. That uh, comes from a feeling of listen, uh, more like sitting with, with your friends and shooting the breeze just with them about the show. Uh, some folks have only watched the series, others have read the books, and a few really seem that they have broken into whatever vault GRRM keeps his notes and secretly reads them while he wasn't around. The rotating cast of guests is almost as crazy as the rotating cast of characters in the show, but they are all great, knowledgeable, and very funny. And lastly, from Jake G. Lewis, this podcast rules. 
Oh, cool. I like the last one yeah. the best. You, were, uh, you guys are all in the drawing. You were losing steam. <laughs> like, like, shooting like, the breeze. We not, we'll, we'll shout your name out, but maybe we won't read every... Uh, if it's a paragraph, I yeah. yeah, maybe we'll pass the pass. We'll pass the um, phone around next time with with the reviews. So I don't. So I'm not saddled with the responsibility of putting emotion into every review that's read. Right. I like that. Uh, I'm just gonna say iTunes. If you put a haiku as your review, like a nice five seven five, works just as good that's as like great. the seven paragraph. Yeah. All right. Uh, what makes me sick is that um, you were praised in multiple. I was, and and I'm I'm so insanely jealous right now. So if you're <laughs> listening out there, I'll sweeten the pot. Uh, you if you if you shout me out, this is David speaking. Uh, I will sign. Yeah, yeah. Haikus again. Uh, draw me whatever it takes. Um, I will I will sign <laughs> your copy of the World of Ice and Fire if you win. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you recognizing the effort. That I put into trying to keep this ship afloat uh, <laughs> because it is it is quite uh, quite a difficult task at times. Uh, but so, so thank fun, you. Right? But so fun. Yeah. Worth yeah. it. All right, let's talk like, Game of Thrones. Should we like, first give out the email and Twitter? Yes. Okay. Um, Twitter is at SRM Podcast. Email is SRM Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, hit us up with any of your thoughts, questions, whatever. Uh, we love we love shouting people out, as you yeah. just heard, um, and we will answer questions. We will do all that uh, fan art, fan music, whatever. Cool. Ooh, all right. Fun. So, first impressions of the show. This is your opportunity to just say, really, what you thought overall uh, of of the show. Trying not to really get into specifics, but uh, we'll do that in a bit. Sure. Yeah. I said I, I loved it. I felt like it felt so much longer than last episode. Like, we were all over the place. Like, I feel like we covered a lot of ground. Yeah. We were mm-hmm. literally all over Westeros. We went to, I think, every spot in that opening. Yeah. Except for Winterfell, I think. I'm okay with that. Brendan? <laughs> um, I really liked this episode. I, or at least I had strong feelings about it. There's less of I liked. There's some stuff I hated um but i well there's some storylines in here that i just have some emotions about and we'll get into them specifically later but they at least like you know it feels good to hate something a lot instead of just like kind of being annoyed by it so i was happy with that also um it looked pretty and yeah i thought the pacing was way better than the first episode and we saw we went from not really much new stuff first episode to like Tons of new stuff this episode, which is yeah. mm-hmm. awesome. And the editing was way better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, this episode was, in my opinion, leaps and bounds better than last week's episode, which I understand it was the first episode. It's just bringing us back in, catching us up, all that jazz. But no, this episode was really good, and I really love that we got to see so many different storylines this time. And ones that weren't in the last episode that I really wanted to see, like Arya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this episode to me felt a lo- like I really enjoyed it. I feel like both this episode and last episode would have been better served if they had just made this one two hour episode. Yeah. It felt like there was a lot of kind of like setting up and reminding us what had happened in the last episode, and but this was like, all right, and we're going to move the plots forward and kind of start to show you what we're going to be dealing. Um, throughout, I really enjoyed this episode, though. 
Yeah, I agree with all that. I thought it was I thought it was fantastic. Definitely compared to last week. And time-wise, I don't remember how long last week was, but this didn't just feel longer. I think it was longer. Mm. I think it was at least five, six, seven minutes yeah. longer than, than last week. Uh, and then it just felt uh, larger in that we covered so many storylines. We were bouncing around. Uh, uh, we had King's Landing. We had Doran. We had Marine. Uh, Pentos. Uh, we had The Wall. Uh, the Riverlands. Uh, Bravos. We were all over... Westeros this uh, this episode, uh, which was which was pretty nice, and maybe Essos also. Is that where? Uh, the yeah, that's are? where the, the free cities are. Yeah, Essos. I just also in the broad spectrum of things, like uh, last season, like the third episode is Joffrey dying, the purple yeah. wedding, and then yeah. you have like is another. That the second or the third? Uh, I thought it was the third. I think it's the third. Yeah. Third, okay. yeah. Um, and there's another. Uh, what's the other enormous thing that happened last season? Oh, well, like, Several. the ninth episode, like, Littlefinger, like, does his, like, freak out, throw uh, the woman out the moon yeah. door. Yeah. I don't know what the big... No, I don't know. I just, I don't know what the big, like, tent poles of this season are gonna be, but they seem like they have a lot of things cooking that it could be a number of different things. Um, in the first few seasons, because of the books, I was like, oh, this is the big thing, that's the big thing. Now we're anybody's game like the territory is uncharted I feel like yeah yeah because um and a lot of these a lot of these plot lines are now just like if they're not past the books they're completely diverging from the books so yeah it's so it's anyone's game right now mm-hmm. uh anything else uh general thoughts all right uh well then I have a starting in King's Landing uh with uh necklace arrives uh, I guess that's Marcella's necklace. Mm-hmm. Uh, it arrives from Dorne. Did they say who sent it? The queen. Didn't they just say it's from the queen? I think, I think she just said Dorne. Oh, I thought she was like, this, <laughs> this is from like the queen. them. From Dorne. Do not open till Xmas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it did have the snake in there, which suggests it's from Oberyn's yeah. family. Oh, uh, the, uh, what are they called? Sand, sand snakes. snakes. The sand snakes. Because it was like the viper statue. It, yeah. Honestly, it could have been anyone. When, um, when the box cool story. was... Uh, on the table in front of Cersei, like, what was going through my mind, which I thought what might be going through her mind, because she hadn't opened it, was like, oh my god, is this my daughter's head inside right. a box? Because, like, a yeah. young girl's head could have fit inside that size of a box. Okay. So I was like, oh my god. The box makers of Westeros have an interesting profession compared to anywhere else. Yeah, What's this for? Intricate Nothing. <laughs> Certainly not an Ed. It just needs just to be about this big. big. It does need to pop open to really scare the crap out of anyone. Yeah. Uh, Got to be big enough cake. for a head. Yeah. It's cake. But not a head. Uh, and so they're talking about uh, how... They hate Lannisters because they, they blame them for what happened to, to Oberyn. Uh, and James is like, all right, look, fine, I'll go, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go to Dorne and bring her back, and you know, whatever. Um, and she says, well, yeah, you, handless, are going to show up there alone and uh, bring back our daughter. Uh, who said anything about going alone? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's going to be a running. Yeah. <laughs> who said anything about this? Yeah. Uh, and I have Bronn question mark and they cut right to him cut right to Bronn uh, and he's there who's he talking to? 
that's, that's Lolly. Lolly's his, yeah, his arranged marriage. From last season, which is why he couldn't be the champion. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she yeah, seems lovely. I think in the book she's <laughs> explicitly mentally challenged. Here she just seems kind yeah. of not... She seems like a silly gal. Yeah. What did you say? I thought she was kind of cute. <laughs> she was cute. <laughs> she was cute in a simple way. Yeah, she's, yeah um, but like... Like a bless her heart kind of way. Yeah. Not ready for Braun, though. Like, Braun's a whole lot of something that... Not ready for Braun time. He just doesn't seem like the settle-down type. I don't see him with anyone. Can I, I'm sorry to jump back to the previous scene, but there's a part... I love... Cersei is so crazy, and as it goes forward, she gets even crazier. And I love how he's like, don't say that they're my kids. They would have been stoned to that. He's like, well, good luck of what's happened now. <laughs> yeah. If only two of them have been kings so far. Yeah, and there were several moments like that where, uh, throughout the show, there, there are a couple things throughout the series that, as I rewatch some things, and as, as we go through, and we, we, of course we do these podcasts and talk about things, that happen again and again in, in different ways. And we'll get to one of the other things in a bit. Um, but that moment within this same episode uh, was from Sansa to uh, Brienne. Um, and from Littlefinger to Brienne. It's like, okay, you, you were supposed to do this, didn't do it. You're supposed to do this, didn't do it. Uh, why would I ever Why would I ever trust you? Yeah. But we'll get to, the, to, to that. Um, uh, yeah, so he talks to Bronn and convinces him to... Kind of hard convince, too, because I guess they did something with the marriage... Yeah, uh, they swapped. They like, I gave you up to someone else, but don't worry, I got another one yeah, later. I got you. I'll get you a girl, a better one. <laughs> yeah, and a building. Yeah, yeah. and a big building. Oh, yeah. so that poor blonde girl's just like, what? Yeah. Well, you hey, like she'll get another dude. You like tall girls? I got a billion of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a. We have scenes in between, but we'll cut. We'll keep it in right. uh, in here uh, where fake Tyrion head. Bogus Tyrion. <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Yeah. That dwarf. Um, that little person. That, <laughs> that Westerosian little person. And then Kyburn does the, like, does, like, the at the restaurant. Hey, hey, don't take that plate. Don't take that plate. <laughs> oh, yeah, you I, that? I, was, I was picking at that. <laughs> and they're just like, that mistake's okay. I'll, I'll wrap it it's up. Okay. I'll take it home. There's good meeting, there's good meeting on that. <laughs> what? But, 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 not just yet. <laughs> I do want, like, because, you know, he's got, like, the mountain, he's doing something to, and it's going to come back, and he's like, oh, it's not coming back weaker, and then, like, that, like, just put this head on, like, I don't know if he's it's adding on. Like, like, basket case. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's throwing the mountain in the basket case. Remember that old horror movie? I haven't yeah. seen that. Yeah. Where the guy had a, 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 a head growing out of his side. A little bit of uh, a, a, a Zaphod Beeblebrox. Yeah. From, uh, uh, or like a, a Kuato from, like, they chop off the mountain's head and he opens his armor, there's another face in his oh, chest. Yeah. He's like, doesn't matter, dude, still yeah. got a brain. What about, uh, uh, have any of you played Mortal Kombat X yet? No. The, the really, really big one with the tiny monster on top of it that, that also fights? Like in Mad Max. A Master oh, yeah. Blaster of some sort? I don't know, I'm not familiar. A Brandon like, Hodor like of some sort? <laughs> kind of like Brandon Hodor, yeah. Uh, should we just name? Kind of a, oh, sorry. Yeah. Twenty more things. What it's like. I was just going <laughs> to just name everybody who has two heads. <laughs> well, this is kind of like that. But did anyone see that they're gonna do like the first head transplant? Yeah. I did. Where's that happening? Like, like France, UK, probably France. Somewhere over there, yeah. Wait, why do you think, think it's, France? I think it's Russia. <laughs> no, I feel oh. like is it Russia. Who did? Who did the first face transplant? French. I feel like what? it was the French. Uh, is were... that the lady that dog interface? <laughs> 
I don't think that was, there was a lady that tried to kill herself. Sorry if you're listening. And uh, she didn't die, but the dog ate her face. Yeah, she woke up and she didn't know until she went to go smoke a cigarette and realized she didn't have <laughs> right, Teacher, I couldn't do my homework. The dog, the dog ate my face. face. No, that's a true story. <laughs> no, I believe it was. I think it was the first time you said it. You just said dog ate her. You didn't even say an article. <laughs> no, right. Yeah, no, I heard this story. I feel it's true. All right, so the human head transplant, I'm pretty sure, is in Russia. Um, but the yeah, so Kyburn Kyburn wants the head uh, for his uh, weird purposes. Then we go to a meeting of the small council. Is that what it's called? Right, yeah. small council. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Kyburn's there. Uh, uh, Paiso is there. Uh, and I hate him. Uh, Kevin. Yep. <laughs> Kevin. Kevin yeah, I know. It's Kyburn. Kevin. Kevin. <laughs> that uh, seems super out of place. Yeah. Uh, Kevin's there, and who else was there? Uh, Mace was Terrell. Yeah. Well, oh, that was Mace Terrell, huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, Humpty he's Dumpty. so like flunkyish in this that like I. Don't he's, almost... Yeah, he's even stupider than in the books. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's and like, even from last season, I thought he was more like. Oh, oh. So soon. Stupider? Yeah. That's not a word. Stupid, stupider, stupidest. More stupid. Huh. He seems like a big dum-dum. I I guarantee that everybody listening to this podcast understood what stupider meant. So what what do you get from the small council meeting? What do we take away from this? Um, I mean, I think Kevin kind of sums it up, which is like... He's not happy. (laughs) She's just, she's just like... Placating sycophants. She's trying to tie win. She's trying to tie win a situation. She can't tie win a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and her whole deal is instead of like, like Jamie's like a powerful dude, like can do things for better or for worse, who has it, like people who are loyal to her that are actually good at stuff have to go because they're a challenge. But people who are just like slimy shitheads, like Kyburn, can stick around. Um, I do love Kevin just be like, I'm be back at Castle Rock. Call me if you're gonna do some real ruling. Otherwise, yeah, yeah. I'd like to, I'd like to hear it from him. Yeah, uh, just trust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I'm just picturing Cersei like behind the door, getting ready to go into the <laughs> meeting. Just like, okay, you know you're not the hand, but just assert yourself. You got this, girl. Just walk in like you own the place. And she sits and she's all like, yeah, this is. This is what's gonna happen. You're this job. You're this job, and then her uncle just shits all over her, and you can see like the smile slowly die mm. from her face. Like, damn it, it didn't work. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, she's just trying to girl power it up. She's like, yeah, she's just like, come on. But the thing with Cersei though is, I feel like there's there's almost not that. She's so indomitably convinced of how awesome she was. She's like, I am one dick short of ruling this entire fucking kingdom because of all your bullshit. And like, she knows she's got to, con- but she's just like, you're this, you're this, you're this. And then he's leaving. And she's like, fine, fuck off. Yeah, I think that the only threat that Cersei sees in all of the of of Westeros, Essos, all of it is Marjorie. Who she equated to Joffrey dying of poison and her daughter being shipped away. She's like, these three terrible things happen. Joffrey's dead, Marcella's in the hands of our enemies, and Tom and oh, that boy's got it worse of all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think everything else she's completely feels she's in control of, except for that situation. Yeah. Um, which is the one that keeps her in control of everything else. Uh, yeah. Also that prophecy from last episode. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Uh, the first flashback of the series. Yeah. I can't wait for more. 
I want more flashbacks. Yeah, I want a whole, I want a whole ten episode series of flashbacks. I love flashbacks. Either like, like, like we montages. keep saying, either Oberyn. Uh, let's go in the ten. <laughs> the Young Oberyn Chronicles. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, or Robert's Rebellion. We keep talking about yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot in there. Um, all right, let's go to. Oh, wait, can I say one more thing yes. about Cersei? Yeah. I hate her as much as I used to. I'm falling for it. I actually, I, f- I feel the same way. Like, I, I'm just, yeah. Okay, you, 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 I'm just saying, yeah, I don't hate her as much. Like, I used to just be like, you were so awful. Now I'm just like, feel bad for her. And this is actually a scenario where I think that the show has made her a more accessible character. And I don't even think it's necessarily because of the writing. I think that it's just um, having a human, like, embody a character. Like, I think, is um, uh, Lena Hetty? Yeah. I think she's just done a really good job at, like, showing Cersei's humanity. Because sometimes you can portray somebody um, uh, as the things that they do without any of the... And even though you get her POV in a lot of the books, um, I, I think you still sometimes don't quite get the vulnerability that she feels. But you you do get that in the show. And I, I really uh, enjoy her as a character now. I'm really curious. For me in the books around this time, because I never liked Cersei. I thought she was terrible. But she became like the room of people where she got so bad that I started to love her anyway. Where Um. she just went from like being crazy, like, oh, she's so frustrated to being crazy and me being like, this woman's the best. She's going to ruin everything. And I can't (laughs) wait to read about it. Yeah. Uh, We're going to head to Dorne, where we see uh, Alaria. Mm -hmm. Alaria Sand with with her new do. And her new attitude. And her shoulders. And her shoulders. Oh, her shoulders. God, she looks so fantastic. Good. It's a look not a lot of people can pull off, but you could pull it off. No. <laughs> she looks good with it. She, she had it last season, too. Yeah, she did have the shoulders. Like, during the big fight, yeah. she had the big, like, leather shoulder pointy things. You're going to fight that? I'm going to kill that. <laughs> uh, so we see Ilaria. She's watching Marcella. Kind of yeah. prance around like the flirting it up. yeah the water gardens is that what it's called mm-hmm. uh, prancing around the water gardens not a care in the world um, she seems pretty pretty happy with with her situation right now which uh, how old is she uh, I think in the show she's been aged up to like fifteen well how old was Joffrey because she's younger than he is so Joffrey was like sixteen. 16, 17 in the show. Okay. So probably like, what, 14, 14 15? 15? Yeah. Tom in like 12, 13. And there's like five dudes wearing the same shirt and pants combo. Like, they come <laughs> and talk to her in that scene. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Tristan uh, Martell is supposed to be a dreamboat. Who's her betrothed in Dorne. Okay. Uh, mm. Did we know that uh, already? When you say, did we know that, do you mean like... Is it like, have they talked about on the show that like, oh, Tristan Martell's a dreamboat? Or, I mean, we knew from casting that he's a dreamboat. Oh. Um, did we know that she's going to be married to? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Was that part of the arrangement of her getting sent to Dorne? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. correct. And that was Tyrion that arranged that mm-hmm. with his yeah. hand or something, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and Alari goes and storms up to see the, the prince. Played by Julian Bashir of Star Trek and Deep Space Nine. Um, don't know his, his real name. Alexander Siddig. Alexander Siddig. And the character is Prince Doran. Prince Doran. Doran. Um, Doran. Who could not attend the wedding uh, of Joffrey and uh, Marjorie last season, which is why Oberyn went, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and what was his reason? Gout, right? Yeah, he's suffering from gout, really bad gout. <laughs> I always thought of him in the like when I read it as like much older and fatter than he is, because the because gout. That's I gout. Yeah, because yeah. gout. Because gout. I mean, he's, he's a good. handsome guy with gout. God, he's yeah, he's a good-looking dude. He's aged well. He's aged well. Fine <laughs> gout. Yeah. Uh, and he's he's kind of more sensible about this whole situation. I mean, as far mm. as I guess the brother of the guy whose face was smashed. Uh, and he's saying, like, look, it was it was trial by combat in the eyes of the law. It's not murder. Um, and Ilaria's just like, no, uh, that's not... That's, I, it wasn't yeah, murder. Not, it yeah, was it, head smashing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and she said that the, the people are on her side. The people love the sand snakes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and they'll get their justice. And who knows how long he's going to be in power. Mm, I'm waiting for those sand snakes. I want to see them. They look so cool. It's so so. Dorne has like a weird. So you got the the prince who's actually in charge, and then you have like his rock star brother, and then all his bastard daughters are like super popular. So there's like a strange like celebrity culture in Dorne. They like the Kardashians. And and Dorne is also one of the places where a woman can be the head of the house. Yeah. So, I don't think a sand could ever be. The head of the house, Martel, and I think they actually wrote his daughter out of the show. I heard, or I read that somewhere. But it's something to think about. Is his that daughter? Uh, Doran has a daughter in the books, but the, again, she's been written out of the show. But it would be interesting if I, I don't know if they're going to make this clear, but I don't know if, and I don't know if uh, if one of these Sands is somebody who would be capable of taking power or could be legitimized. And we do see later on that you know a king can make a bastard legit. So yeah. He's a, a prince. Uh, also, oh yeah, the the uh, his bodyguard, the dude with like the long halberd thing, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, is like a the most boring point of view character. He's in the books. He was just like, which isn't a spoiler. He's just a dude in rooms where things happen. He's like, I got this axe and I'm watching a thing. Okay, my chapter's over. He's the fly yeah. on the wall. I'm just glad he didn't have like any dialogue. We just showed him. So he just goes home and like talks to his wife. He's like, this is what I said. Oh, if day. only we got something that interesting. <laughs> I always liked him in the books, but I don't know if that was just me being like, alright, like, it's a black character with an axe. I'm, I'm going to show solidarity. Also, if you could put the axe down yeah. Yeah. while we're in the room. Yeah. Goes with me everywhere. Holiday and don't costume. worry, it's a guitar, not a battle. Uh, I got the go-ahead to move on to Storm of Swords. Um, I was told by David and Corinne, also, of the podcast, uh, that for the most part, everything that was in that book is has happened. There, apparently, there's something that's in the books that they might do in the series, but they might not do in a series. Um, but for the most part, it, I got the go-ahead to do that. Uh, and the way that I'm doing that is through uh, listening to it via audible.com uh, I signed up uh, a few weeks ago because we get money to do it <laughs> so I signed up to kind of uh, shoot a, a couple bucks uh, our way uh, and I forgot I actually forgot to cancel it um, so I, I just remembered the other day I was like ah oh, shit I gotta go in there and cancel that uh, and then they're like hey wait you don't want to cancel before you download your, your book so I had like three credits so I downloaded uh, Bossy Pants uh-huh. by nice. Tina Fey. Narrated by Tina Fey. Narrated by Tina Fey. Oh, uh, awesome. Storm of Swords. Nice. And The Big Short, which is a, about the financial crisis of 2008. Uh-huh. Um, 
what I'm getting at here is they are one of our sponsors, Audible.com. Uh, and if you haven't read the Game of Thrones books, uh, this is an amazing, easy way to do it. Just go to audibletrial.com uh, slash StarkravenMad, and you can download uh, at least one of them for free. Uh, and one of the cool things about this is the book that we are giving away, World of Ice and Fire, uh, The Untold History of Westeros, is actually now available as one of those books. So it counts as one of your credits. So if you go to audibletrial.com slash StarkravenMad, uh, you can download any of the Game of Thrones books, any of the books I've mentioned, or any of 150,000 different titles. So, Mike, in a weird way, we've given every single one of our listeners a world of ice and fire for free. Yes. Oh! Everyone's a winner! <laughs> yes. But don't let that stop you from going to iTunes uh, and rating and reviewing the podcast, because we still want to be found by people. We moved up five, place in the, uh, in the listing, five places in the listings in the last week. Um, anytime you rate, review, and subscribe, it definitely, definitely helps. So go to audibletrial.com slash starkravenmed, and uh, you get a free book that uh, otherwise would cost you a lot of money. You don't even have to read it. You listen to it. Um, I, have, I have a long commute in the morning and afternoons, and I'll be done this thing in a week. Whitney? Oh, that book doesn't go away once you download it, right? There? <laughs> no, it does not go away. <laughs> it's there for... Yep. You don't get away? Oh, I'm sorry. I just heard that uh, you can also subscribe to uh, some like newspapers and magazines, and there's like stand-up albums on Audible.com. There's Is that a true? whole there's lot of There's stand-up? Wow. Yeah, there's tons of stuff. All sorts All right. of Audible God, things. It sounds like it pays for itself. <laughs> it does, and more, more, more than pays for itself. Uh, let's go to Tyrion and Barris, who are on their way. They're now journeying away from Pentos. They're headed to Valentis, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they're on their way to Marine, the road to Marine, which uh, I think was... Hey, uh, Bing Crosby. Yeah, Bing Crosby and... Uh, and uh, Bob Hope. Bob, Bob, Robert De Niro. <laughs> Not Robert De Niro. <laughs> Bob uh, Hope. Bob, Bob Hope, yes. Yeah, I said right. Uh, <laughs> no, I think it was a Bill Cosby and Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Uh, the road to Marine. Uh yeah, what else, what, what else do you get? By the uh, way, that joke slayed our over 70 crowd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rich Little is listening and loving this. That, uh, so I've been watching some bad TV lately, and there's been this commercial on that's like, some people have to travel for work. Some people get to. Anyone know what I'm talking about? And it'll be like a Viking ship, and they're like rowing, and those are the people that have to travel for work. And then there's a Viking just sitting and drinking wine, and he gets to travel for work. No one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what that season reminds me of. <laughs> <laughs> that maybe more people would have seen that. Is there, it's for like a hotel. Is there, what, do you have any other specifics to help us out? Oh. Like what hotel? Wait, we're not I, plugging them. I, I, wait, wait, wait. Yes, this is Capital show, One but, commercial. <laughs> I, I've just been watching the show Viking, so that made me think of the show, but. Do they drink wine while they're rowing? I'm sure they Probably. do. it. No, it's for some hotel. I don't know. Like, that's Western. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Cool>. All right. <laughs> people are like, yeah, that totally reminds me. Because Tyrion's just drinking wine. Like, never mind. There was Someone out there probably seen the commercial. There was I, a bug in his wine. I love these two. The, them going to, uh, to Essos together is my favorite thing that's ever happened. And my assumption is that in the writer's room, if you get assigned various interior scenes, you just, like, slap fives and, like, dance forever. Because <laughs> they always have, like, the most fun dialogue. Yeah. They're always, like, the ones who actually, like, tell people what's happening. Like, their scenes are the best, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. See, I actually imagine it's a lot of pressure. 
Because if you're like you're like if you gotta have one banger. Oh yeah. Every time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of my favorites in this scene was uh, Barris has said that uh, Cersei has offered a lordship uh, to the person that brings oh. him. Uh, brings Tyrion her head. Uh, Tyrion's head, and he says he should have offered her 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 her, 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 her womanhood, her ladyhood, <laughs> uh, her lady parts. Um, and Tyrion says, "Well, it would be the best parts of her for the best part of me," uh, which I thought was. And the, and, and the drivers of the coach were like, ah, <laughs> and they slapped each other's thigh. <laughs> yeah, and then they do that thug life thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyrion. The best part is, if Tyrion said that in real life, he would have looked at he would have looked at Barris with bug eyes and be like, "You're gonna laugh at that, right?" <laughs> and they would have just like looked around and be like, "Somebody hurt. That was yeah. awesome." <laughs> I'm not getting enough credit for what just happened. Like, are, are we just going to pretend that that wasn't? Awesome. One of the bogus squires is just like elbowing, like, uh huh? Yeah. Uh huh? He uh, looks out the window. Tyrion, has got all these notes from when he was locked in that box that he was just like writing jokes for himself. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, I gotta rattle these tweets <laughs> off as soon as Each I Each time the fire. sun was like peering in through one of the holes, he had to use the light. <laughs> uh, da- I heard Daenerys is uh, a queen that has some dragons. Dragons. So, if a <laughs> I don't have a monologue joke for that. Uh, speaking of the box, I was surprised they didn't make like a full blown joke about him being in the box when he's like complaining about being in a box. Oh yeah, they were. He was. He was just like I thought. He was like leading up to him making like a box joke. Yeah. But well, well, he did make a box joke, but not that kind of box. Um, oh. uh, no, because he was just like I want to get out of this box, and I'm like. Why didn't Varys come back with like? Well, at yeah. least you don't have to. Yeah, shove your, your poop, your poop out. <laughs> It's a big upgrade for you. Buddy. Yeah, that's the thing. Pause, are you are you gonna talk like not a lady? We have to let Lizzie go. Can I go off subject while we're in? Uh, yeah. It's the Courtyard Marriott commercial. Did Brumble just text? No, I googled it. There's someone listening who's just like, oh, thank God, I'm <laughs> no, yelling for two they, minutes. They've been listening to us because like, oh, yeah. Oh, I imagine right. that Courtyard Marriott will want to sponsor us. Yeah, throw some money. Yeah. <laughs> Courtyard Marriott? <laughs> 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 You're really considering it. No, I mean, is that, I wasn't sure I heard it correctly. Because it doesn't yes. sound like it's made up. It's the Courtyard, Courtyard Marriott. Marriott. It's the Marriott. Courtyard edition. No, no, I am looking at that. No, website. it's a real thing. It I've stayed. It is. Okay. Uh, Mike, have you ever been in a hotel? <laughs> what is hotel? <laughs> uh, it's like a house. I need your house. <laughs> and they have free breakfast. All right, moving on. Uh, anything else from the Varys Tyrion? Um, uh, they mentioned they're going to Volantis, which could be interesting. Yeah, uh, what's in Volantis? The road to Marine. Yeah, but. There's got to be something there. Varys has more in mind than than just that. I think Valantis is like a old. It's like not a real. It's like a ruin, a city in ruins. I don't remember if that's because of the thing that killed all the people who made Valerian steel, or if it's a different thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's scary. Is what I remember. Uh, we had said before uh, that uh, I think Lizzie, you might have been on the same page as this. That Sir Jorah. Mm-hmm. And what's his face? Uh, Barris might end up meeting up yeah. at some point. That they might have still been in contact. Yeah. Um, could he be in Volantis? Maybe. I'm so confused of which one's Volantis. 
There's like five of the, like there's the nine free cities and I yeah. get them mixed up, which is which. I don't know. When I think of Atlantis, I think of it as like this like major truck stop and like the two of them just busting and like just getting something to, something to eat, man. And all the <laughs> other truck drivers just looking at him like, what are you doing here? Mm. <laughs> I'll have a burger and I think my friend will try the grits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's all I picture. Any other thoughts about Atlantis? Uh, no, not Atlantis. Um, all right, well, there's got to be something that, that's happening there. I guess we'll yeah. maybe we'll something else that happens will spark out. some I mean, ideas. We got two like smart guys. Like it's very Zentirian or not fighty guys. So we have two smart characters on a road trip, basically to find Daenerys, and I assume they're going to find like interesting, like smart stuff for them to like. Like, they're going to have problems, but it's not going to be like, this big dude wants to kill you. Like, they're going to have to use their wits to, like, yeah. get through some cool Solve stuff. a lot of puzzles. Yeah. Uh, Play a lot of chess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's go to Brienne and Padre. Oh, yeah. uh, slash Sansa and Baelish. Uh, so Brienne and Padre are in a... Uh, tavern. A tavern. Truck stop. They yeah. had a truck stop, uh, and they have this uh, ale ale girl ale girl um, who's serving them, and then she they kind of follow her uh, a bit, and who's also in this tavern, Sansa and Baelish, uh, and about twelve knights. Um, anything? Uh, I mean, I don't want to just say everything. I mean, this scene escalates quickly. <laughs> Yeah. I have uh Brienne. She's she's always been my girl. I really love her, but like she's I'm starting to like be like, okay, like n- n- quit while you're ahead. Like she just needs a new just, hobby. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> like you're really not doing a good job of what you're trying to accomplish. And oh. it's looking kinda sad now. Like when she knelt down and like talked to Sansa about like what she's here to do and like to take her home and blah 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 and it's like I'm almost like embarrassed for her because yeah. no one's yeah. taking her seriously because she just like does not get the job done yeah because she actually finds her yeah. uh, and what this is one of the things that uh, I've said in the past on this podcast that this would happen uh, that they would that they would meet up uh, so that's just one of the things within this episode that I, I kind of now, guys, um, pretty hard. Um, but yeah, that was the one thing that she promised that she would do. And here she has the perfect opportunity to do it. And the person that she's supposed to save says, "Nah, I'm good. Thanks. Second time. Yeah. Like, no, thanks. I'll be all right. So speaking of people who aren't doing a good job, I also like how she came up. She's like, Peter. Sansa Stark. Sansa Stark is here, and I'd like to, and Littlefinger's like, yeah, that's Sansa Stark. I know we did this whole thing where we're pretending she's someone else, but I'm not going to fight you on this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, it just keeps saying her name. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's done that before, too. Um, in the, wasn't there an inn before? Oh, where that's she, when, uh, with the bread maker guy. Uh, hot like, Hello, oh. we are looking for the Stark girls. Like, yeah. this is our name. This and then is all Patrick's our info. Like, uh, maybe we'll yeah. Be, yeah. And simple Hot Pie's like, yo, what the fuck are you trying to do? <laughs> Where do you think we are? Uh, uh, and the way that we left her, wasn't she 
trying to... Did she say that she was still going to try to save Sansa? Well, so first, like, Littlefinger's like, ah, she can stay with us. And Bran, I guess, assumes this means, like, they're going to bring me outside and kill me. So she, like, just punches her way out and then starts stabbing motherfuckers. And then starts, like, chasing them down and... I'm like, not like... We couldn't have got, like, two more sentences to, like, really (laughs) suss out if murder was necessary? Yeah, I really... I, like, look, look. I know, I know you mess with Littlefinger. You get this. You get the thumb. Finish it. You get what? I know if you mess with Littlefinger, you get the thumb. <laughs> but, 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 but I, I seriously, like, uh, I've watched this episode twice. Um, and I don't understand. Like, like, she seems to react very quickly to what he does. Like, like, like he he says, stay here. And I like it to me. It seemed like he was bribing her more than it was. I'm going to have my boys come kill you. I think with the little finger, it's it's a, a, it's a temporary bribe. Yeah. To a permanent solution. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, are she, you doing the little finger that. right now? That's a temporary bribe. <laughs> but does she really know Littlefinger's like past? They've never met before, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they said that they, they had mm-hmm. met at uh, Renly's camp. Yeah. But yeah. that was pretty brief. Yeah, like, she's judging him. Yeah, but she's also quite memorable. Yeah. Well, she no, saw the, you saw the way that she was kind of towering over She is over two him. of that dude, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 She's big finger. Um, I apologize. Though, yeah, it did seem like there was some opportunity where she could just, like, join the retinue for a while <laughs> and, like, get to keep eyes on Sansa Stark while not... Mm-hmm bothering anyone yeah and that's free labor for Littlefinger like he's a he's a money guy Mm -hmm. so her whole pact is to just like keep the Stark girls safe she's she was supposed to bring them back to their mom yeah but that's not happening right so yeah she doesn't have a plan yeah that's what I'm like I feel like she hasn't thought past like once she finds them like she's like perfect and then they find a cottage yeah they all live together it's like if someone knocked on your door and was like, I'm here to keep you safe. Like, Danny Trejo shows up and is like, I'm here to keep you safe. Okay? And you just follow him and it's like, what are we doing? It's like... Are you just asking to stay here? Like, I don't know. Didn't Podrick say that to her last season? Like, Or not last season, last episode? Like, what are we... What's the What's the mission now? What's, what's the end goal here? Guys, is uh, this an Iraq war metaphor? <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. <laughs> this is deep. Nobody wants her protection. She's killing guys for no reason. Brienne is in a quagmire right now. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did like that it shows she does care. a lot of, a lot of uh, known unknowns within uh, yeah. Westeros. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, deep, I, it's a deep rum spell. It is. Yeah. 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 No. That was the name of his autobiography. Was it? Known unknowns, yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I, I I I think it's disgusting that Podrick does not know how to ride a horse. <laughs> <laughs> that seems so stupid. Also, I like his, his horse goes into the water. And he's like, oh no, no, and then like he he just like walks out to where the dudes were chasing him. All I'm like, just yeah. keep going across yeah. the river, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like he's more scared of the water. He's like, oh. Let me get on the road where the horse guys can kill. <laughs> and me. And then he picks up a rock and still misses, misses the guy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, but then like, then Brienne kind of swoops in and saves the day, knife through the neck. Uh, that was pretty yeah, graphic. Real. Does she save the day, or does she just kill a guy who pulled a sword on someone who threw a rocket? <laughs> Two guys. Yeah, uh, she did is she losing it? I mean, she got pretty beat up by the hound. Like, is she just going crazy? Oh, I like this idea. 
Scott's I good. It's like a taxi trauma. driver situation. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, Michael Douglas walking down. Or what, what is it? Uh, falling falling down. down. Walking down. Walking down the stairs. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's got to be some element of... Because it keeps getting pointed out to her week after week by Podrick, by Baelish, by Sansa, that each thing she's attempted... She has failed at. She failed at protecting Renly. She failed at protecting Catelyn. She failed at saving Sansa. She had Arya right there. Failed at that. Uh, this has got to be weighing pretty heavily on her. To the point where I just want her to give that up and just go, rather than mission, create her own mission, which is vengeance, uh, and go kill Walder Frey. Kill him. Kill Walder Frey or kill Stannis? Both. Uh, Walder Frey. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'm saying that one just because that's they're still within the vicinity. She can oh, true, just true. quick pop over the twist. <laughs> yeah. Kill Frey, head up north. Yeah. But I don't know, she pop seems kind of like a protector than like a go out and kill. Like she just seems like she wants someone to protect. I think she's gotta adapt. In my opinion. It's clearly not working. She she has to yeah, grow but... and adapt to the situation. Uh she can't keep going around. It's not working for her. She has to learn to protect herself. I think she right just on. needs to find so yeah, she just needs someone to protect. That will take her. And when she, and when she knows, I mean, when she, she'll know. <laughs> <laughs> she'll know when it's the right person. Yeah. Uh, just on that note real fast, like let's say there is somebody out there that she is going to fall into the camp with. Who is it? They're, all the good lords are dead and the rest are monsters. That's what she thinks. Yeah. Um, but we know now, we'll get to it, um... Uh, that well, no, yeah, we we know that San, uh, not Sansa, uh, Stannis is sending guys probably to Winterfell. Um, so maybe she ends up there with with some people, and she's still serving the Starks. But it's also the whole Stannis thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, what if she hangs out with Jamie and Bronn, just like wild yeah, cards on the road together. to Dorne? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the three kings. Or what if she just goes to the Wall? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Like they should make an exception, let a lady in. Like, that seems like her jam. Yeah, like Alfred Nobbs it. Wait, what? What? Yeah, Is it Albert Nobbs? Oh, it's that Al- movie where... Albert, Al- Albert Nobbs? Alfred E. Newman? Where uh, Glenn Close plays a woman pretending to be a man? Yes. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. But then if she does that, she's still protecting the Stark girls because she's saving them from the, the White, White Walkers. Walkers. There you go. Yeah, but it's... it's it's there you go, but it's also Stannis's up at the the wall. It's not gonna it's not gonna go very smoothly. Well, he's gonna leave, I think. I don't think so because they Melisandre's gonna keep him there. Doesn't um, he want to go up and like take the north though? Uh, he yeah. he's trying to get other people to go because he's not gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Either she's geographically she's not really near any like she's yeah, not near Dorne. She's, she's not, not near the north. Yeah. Like she's in the the Riverlands area, right? Uh, I believe so, Still, yeah. yeah, which is... Uh, she's going to follow Peter around. She's around the Eerie happens. right now, um, which is, I think, around uh, the, the Twins-ish. Oh, uh, they used to have the game, or like the Risk version of the game, that, like, but I forgot where I'm I think it's clo- I think she's closest to the to Eerie and Twins than she is to anything else. What's her relation to Olena Martell? Or not Martell, uh, Tyrell. Ty- 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 Tyrell, uh, Brienne's, who's yeah, Brienne. Like, I, like I don't know. For some reason, that seems like another option. It's like, like, like go work, with, go work with like Lady Littlefinger. Or, like, like she's like super locked in. Like, yeah, she could give her a mission at least. Yeah, yeah. This is a new job. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you also got to remember that she 
that the Tyrells turned on uh, the Baratheons at the at the at the war. Right. Uh, so she might not be too keen on that. She might see Olena as. Am I wrong there? Is that is that right? I think so. Once Renly died, they yeah. flopped it over. Yeah. Is her play like? I feel like her and Daenerys have some like thematic. We haven't done Daenerys yet, but there's like some thematic things of like trying to protect something and not knowing how to do that in any sort of effective way, mm-hmm. and just like killing dudes for basically no reason. Yeah. She just like loves too much. Love so hard. Uh, all right, let's go to where are we at. Uh, we just did Brienne. Let's go to Marine. Oh, let's which never is, go to Marine. Uh, which is Danny. Um, no one wants to live in Marine. So they're they're hunting the sons of the harpy after last season uh, because they're trying to nip this this little revolution in the bud. Uh, can one of you summarize exactly what this? What this is again? Sure, like what the rebel, what yeah, what these guys what, are, yeah, what the, what their deal is. So basically, she rolled into marine and slavery, but the the royal, like the rich, like lord families are still have all their money. They just don't have slaves anymore. So they basically hire poor people to do the shit that the slaves used to do. But they're fucking pissed. So the sons of the harpy are like a terrorist group that's basically. The, the the younger sons of the lords who now have their all their like future taken away from them and according to this apparently like poor guys who are being paid to be assassins for them as well but they're like the um you know the the al-qaeda in iraq if you will she's taken over she's defeated the the legitimate forces but they're still the it's actual circuits. people haven't yeah yeah okay and i think she takes totally Wrong tact all over the place in Marine. Yeah. Any uh, anything else in line with that? Sure. Well, I have uh, two. Like my whole thing. Uh, listen, I've never ruled a country, but like <laughs> Machiavelli. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> Sim City, a little bit. Uh, but like Machiavelli, you either are kind to your enemies or you destroy them. You don't just like constantly piss off people and then leave them to torture you. Mm-hmm. And also, the people. Like, the masters, like, the people who she's like, oh, we give these guys a trial, like, work with them. They're fucking slave owners, and they can fucking burn to death, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. We know where your allegiance lies. I've just had people argue with me, like, oh, no, see, she came to this other culture, she's fucking, like, like slave owners, they can die. I do not care. True. Um... <laughs> Very true. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're hunting the Sons of the Harpy. Uh, they find one. Um, what's his face? Uh, Dario, new Dario. Yeah. Uh, finds him uh, after Grey Worm doesn't. Uh, Stabs him in the wall. And I, I don't know if we can say it enough. I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page. We dislike this guy. New Dario. New Dario. New Dario. Yeah. 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 Um. I don't actually dislike him. I'm just, I said we're all on the same page, Whitney. I don't. I'm neutral towards them. I'm not like a... Can we pause the podcast? Stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, pause. Okay. Okay. I, uh, we yeah. have to let Whitney go. <laughs> I don't it's like It's a men's yet. show now. Yeah. Ladies uh, are gone. <laughs> All right. So Barristan warns... Uh, he's, he's talking to Daenerys and he warns of the Mad King's failures. Um, uh, Ares? 
Aegon? Aegon was Ares' predecessor. That's Egg from Duncan. Right, 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 right. Okay. Ares. The Mad King Ares. Mad King Ares. Of his failures. How paranoid he got and how he would just kind of go out and just burn, kill... Uh, mm-hmm. And he felt good about it, but he was just cr- making so much, uh, making everything worse. Um, and after that, she agrees to um, uh, give this guy a trial. Which, what does that mean in this context? Like, she's like, we have to obey the law. Like, the law is important. But, like, she just took over this country, changed a bunch of the laws, and then it's like, well, I don't make the decision. There's no, like, Magna Carta here. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is fair or justice here? I don't know. Um, I think we know what the what the guys there want, um, and they 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 didn't seem to. Did they want or to kill this guy or not? Which guys? They they they, they wanted to kill the son of the harpy. Yeah. So the former slaves her want... council, uh, like the the former slave. The former slave, yeah, wants yeah. the son of the harpy dead, and then. Well, Hisdar is kind of on there. I don't know if he supported that particular guy or not. Yeah. And then yeah. Barristan's like, we need a trial. We need a trial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they say that they're going to go to trial. The the Harpy guy uh, gets executed. He gets killed by... Um, does that guy have a name? The now, former is he, slave? Is, is, is he the shave paint from the books? I don't know, because he seems like a different character. Yeah, I think he's like a little bit of an amalgam of a couple characters in the book. I don't even think he's got a name in this so far. Yeah, I was waiting. I'll do a little IMDb digging, though. All right. Uh, So he executes the son of the harpy, kills him, kill the masters, uh, and then he is uh, pulled out in front of everybody as an example. Why? Uh, Why did he get a trial? And she makes this big speech uh, that says, we caught somebody, we were going to put him on trial, and this man killed that person, and the punishment is death. Uh, slices his head off. Dario does it, um, and she gets hissed at. She gets silent movied. Uh, yeah, she gets booed and hissed. Uh, and this was the moment that I was thinking, kind of parallel something earlier uh, in season three, uh, which was when uh, Lord Carstark uh, killed the Lannister kids hmm. uh, as for venge- as vengeance. Uh, and they were prisoners of his, uh, and he uh, of um, of Rob's, and he killed them. Uh, Lord Carstark killed him, and then Rob executed Lord Carstark, and shit oh, yeah. went bad. Yeah. yeah, shit went real bad. I want to do a series of podcasts for for, for this uh, with the theme of where they went wrong. Shit um, and so for bad. me, that's where Rob really went. That's where he went wrong. Uh, when he decided, because everybody just like um, um, uh, with this situation was was kind of saying you should do this, you should do this. And he's like, no, we have to, we have to do this. We have to make an example of him. Uh, and shit went bad. I just don't know what like her. All right, one, I just think it's gross that she had her boyfriend do it. Like instead of like an executioner or like one of the unsullied who's like on, she's like Dario, like. <laughs> his job, though, I think right? she probably called uh, Ill- Pain. <laughs> I just would want it to be like a when, little bit less now. personal for some reason. Like, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. It, it did seem weird, because he's not like her Kingsguard. 
No. Yeah. Like, he's part of her council, but he's also just, like, the dude she's banging. Yeah. Like, the Unsullied are, like, super robots, and they could, like, kill him and never, like, think about it. But he's like, I'm gonna enjoy this. Yeah. Um, and yeah, also, like, she was supposed to come help these people, and then she's like, eh. Oh, here's the thing. She's like, the guy's complaining, and she's like, there are no more slaves. There are no more masters. But as of, like, two weeks ago, that's yeah. like... I don't know. It's like, oh, what do these people have to complain about? Slavery ended 80 years. Well, you know what? Shit's yeah. <laughs> wasn't all. So they're booing, they're hissing, and they're throwing rocks, and people are probably dying on the streets trying to get at them. Mm. Uh, so it's the former slaves that are now um, really up in arms about this, right? Uh, the people that she saved in the first place are now kind of coming at her. Yeah. Uh, so where. Uh, before we get to how this how her storyline ends in this one, um, what happens with her? Well, she just she has no coalition at this point, right? Yeah. The, no the lords hate her yeah. and the slaves hate her. So where where is she going to get her strength from? Oh. From her child who came and visited yeah. her. He he was here and then he uh. left again. I don't know. They don't seem like they like her that much either. I, I, well, but he wasn't the one that was locked up. But he was just like... Mm. You guys are talking about Drogon, by the way. Just yeah. <laughs> not yeah. Well, when I said child... Yeah, Drogon. Sorry. Yeah, I don't He's gonna be so mad I didn't say his name. <laughs> He's listening like... He's oh. <laughs> saying like, right now, dear, to whom it may concern at the SRA podcast. <laughs> I have a name. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it starts with a... D. It ends with a Rogan. It's Uh, dragon with an extra O. Yeah, I I didn't see that so much. I I saw it as symbolic of a couple things. That she has two more dragons there. uh, That she can use them to kind of keep things, keep control, to keep some magic to her. But they don't seem like they like her either. Right, but she can, I think she can win them over again. Um, Drogon, however, I think, to me it feels like, like he was coming, popping back to be like, look, this has been fun, but I'm I'm gone. Listen, we yeah. had some laughs. Yeah, <laughs> it was good for you. It was good for me. But I gotta hit the road, okay? Yeah, I oh. think I think Drogon was uh, was coming by to say goodbye. I took it a completely different way. I thought it was metaphorical. Where he shows up, he's like, "Killed the kid, huh? Yeah, so did I." Anyway, I'm free. You're stuck in this fucking pyramid, and yeah. he just flies off like, "We're both murderers. Suck it." <laughs> like, I think he's her symbol of like what, like fire and blood. Like I could just get the fuck, jump on the drag, get the fuck out of here, and go murder people as is my right. Yeah. Okay. Like I could be, I could take you to Westeros in three hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like Daenerys, when she's just, like moving through town and like taking over cities and freeing slaves, everyone's like, "Woo, we love you." As soon as she like settles in, she's like trapped. Everybody hates her. She's like literally locked in this like stone building. Yeah. That's like symbolic of a tomb, and like, uh, like the other two dragons, and dragons just like, the world's my toilet. I'm, yeah. wait, why did I? I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's like, so mom, I got a tattoo, <laughs> growing my ponytail out, and the world is my yeah. toilet. <laughs> like a and I bought anywhere. a bike. Yeah, <laughs> a bum motorcycle. Uh, yeah, I mean, it will it will be real interesting if Varys and Tyrion end up here, uh, also. Uh, and the more I think about it, I don't know that Jorah is going to end up end up there. Uh, I don't he think better he's... not. He, well, yeah, I mean that's the that's the thing. He better not, especially because then you're going to have Barris there, and 
um, who was kind of the middleman of this. So that that's beginning not to make that. I, although I'd like to see it. I, I just want to see characters come together, just like we saw tonight with uh, uh, Sansa, uh, Brienne, Podrick, and and Baelish. Um, it's nice. <laughs> It's just nice. Uh, I am interested if there's going to be something because they killed the slave representative on the council, and then like his is still there, and I think this is his opportunity to be like, well, my people could like you if you like give us some. If you open those fighting pits, maybe somebody likes you again. And this is like some political shit that will end up happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else with uh, with Danny? Oh wait, uh, yeah, I have one last thing. No, I'll save it, actually. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Then we will go to uh, Arya. Yay! We had a title of the episode, House of Black and White. Uh, If you've seen the trailer for the the season, then you'd put two and two together uh, and know that this is likely going to be uh, an Arya episode, and it was, which was nice. Um... So Arya is sailing into Braavos, uh, and she arrives at the House of Black and White. Uh, and f- first of all, just visually, this looks really, really nice. Where is this shot? Whitney? In- uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Anybody? I don't know. A I, computer? I, I love... <laughs> shot in a computer, yeah. yeah. Cool. I love that it's like a canals town yeah. thing. It was very Venice-y. Mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out how they that. built that statue. Yeah, it looks great. Computer. <laughs> well, like, if it was oh, real. Yeah. That's based on some statue that I... The Colossus of... Rhodes. Rhodes. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Um, so she's selling in the Bravos. Looks great. Uh, she arrives at the House of Black and White. The man... I think they said, like, the man you seek you'll find here. Something along mm-hmm. those lines. Uh, she knocks on the door. Hey, uh, here to see Jake and Hagar. Nobody here by that name. Shikunk. Uh, door slams in her face. Um... And then she flips her coin into the into the river. Well, now first she like Lord of Rings it and just like golems her precious <laughs> coin for a while, just like listing off all the four people, and then she gives it up. Who's the fourth person? On the I list? was thinking the same Marin thing. Marin Trant. Who is that? He's the Kingsguard King's guy Trant. who like beat Sansa and some other fucked up shit. Oh, what's he doing? He was the guy who was about to win the midget. In the scene, in the scene where they bring the dwarf's head, he's the guy who's like, "Lying to the queen, are you?" And he's like, "What should I do with him?" And she's like, "Ah, don't kill him." Uh, so he's still just hanging out. He's just a goon. Yeah, he's 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 tight with Cersei, though, right? Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's her main stooge. So yeah. who's the other three? The mountain, Cersei. Walter Frey. Walter Frey. And then... Marin Trent. Uh, that list is getting shorter. Yeah, yeah like it was super short. Yeah, she, she a lot longer. It. We had Clegane's on there. Well, the Mountain was on there. Yeah. Uh, and the Hound used to be on there. Yeah. Uh, Joffrey used, used to be on there. there. The Polliver used to be on there. Yeah. Um, so that, that list is uh, it's getting tight. She Well, she kind of got to kill the Hound, but yeah, she hasn't really gotten to kill anyone, right? And there was a, a scene in <laughs> Season 3... Because, uh, like I said, I had rewatched one of the a couple of the episodes uh, where she meets Melisandre on on the road when she was with the. And this brings me up to another one to noticeably absent: uh, the Brotherhood without banners. Yeah, I was kind um, of thinking we might see them in that uh, uh, Brienne storyline. Could have been. Yeah. What if they uh, found the Hound? Ooh, that would be sweet. Well, okay. We'll get we'll get to a noticeably absent in a moment, um, but. Uh, I don't even know what I was talking about. 
Oh, I guess they didn't really like him. They've met before. They had bad. Oh, were you saying that she did Arya have Melisandre on her list? Oh of yeah. People? Uh, no, she didn't have her on the list. Uh, but Arya didn't like Melisandre. Ran up to her and then Melisandre kind of grabs her by the the cheeks and mm-hmm. says, "You have such darkness in your eyes, and behind that darkness, I see uh, like green eyes, blue eyes, eyes that you will shut forever." Whoa! So like, the colors of people that she will kill, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I think that's neat. <laughs> that's neat. That's all I got for that. Uh, so Sally and Bravo is house black and white, um, and there's no one here by that name shuts the door. And at that moment, I thought that okay, Jake and Hagar is not working, so let's try knock on, knock again. Uh, what about Serio Pharrell? Is there a Serio Pharrell there? Um, I thought maybe it was gonna be one of those things where she had to knock like three, like knock, yeah. wait a day, <laughs> knock, no, third yeah. day, like come on in. See about her determination. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's like in Judaism. If you want to convert to Judaism, they refuse you three times. I saw that in a Sex and the City episode <laughs> when Charlotte wanted to become Jew. Fish. <laughs> <laughs> I will be Jew. Uh, yeah, she says a prayer, throws a coin in. Uh, she gets into a, almost gets into an alley fight. Uh, she's saved by uh, Jake. What appear what ends up being Jake and Hagar. He saves her from these guys. Not not really even trying to do anything. Yeah, she's ready to go in and like she's ready to start stabbing and they like yeah. do the old like ooh and run away. And they just want her want her sword. I thought they wanted her pigeon body. Oh my god, when she chopped off that pigeon's head that was insane. Yeah, and it was like right in the forefront of yeah. the But I have to say, I don't know. I live in the city. Pigeons let you get pretty close, like yeah, oh, you're not impressed? No, no I, I think I could kill pigeons. That was a clean <laughs> cut. That was cool. I think I could kill pigeons. Well, this I'm is also cool. I don't know why. I think I could. No one around here is like snapping pigeons' heads off, like selling <laughs> soup stores, which is what happens in these. Like, so these pigeons are probably a little bit more careful about letting people get close to them. I'm just saying. I have thought about trying to kick a pigeon, which would be super well, who easy. Hasn't? <laughs> Hasn't thought about kicking a pigeon. Let's just, be honest. Not that impressed. If it was a squirrel. <laughs> okay, okay no. so what's a rake? Like raccoon? Where does that fall? <laughs> I would not mess with a raccoon. They are scary. Yeah. So, but what about this? Like, what changed? Because, like, they were like, "No, get out of here." And then the guy comes and goes and gets her and brings her back. And all we know that happened is she like hung out for a while, threw the coin away, and then killed a pigeon. He's like, "I changed my mind." Like. Maybe that's the secret to get in. You have to kill a pigeon. He just went like, just kill anything and we'll come bring you back? I don't know. I think think he was just maybe messing with her a little bit. Or, alternatively, that dude who opened the door the first time wasn't Jakanagar. The dude, when he shows up the second time, he is, because they can change faces. So those could have been two different people. True. Yeah, I guess. That's a good point. Hmm. True, true. He doesn't just have, like, a room full of masks. Well, it's just like their communal like, mask. So you like, sign out the face. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. so you go to get the Danny Glover mask. And you're like, oh, <laughs> no, that, that oh, one's It didn't even look like it. <laughs> Guess I'll have to be this guy. It looks totally different. Uh, well, then they end up going inside. I'm excited for this. Yeah. Uh, I don't really know. It, it's the house of black and white. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what that. I don't know anything beyond that, uh, which is nice, I guess. Um, 
We do know that Jakenagar has like magic and kills people like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Which I assume I want Arya to be able to do at some point. Do you think she'll be like, is that a skill you learn being able to like change your face? I, he said he promised her that he would teach her. Yeah. So she'll be able to like do whatever face she wants. Change face. Yeah. Sweet. Wait. Everybody, if you could put somebody else's face. Ooh, in ooh, I like this right game. Now. Oh, in this room or in general? <laughs> no, we just all just go one to the right. <laughs> but if you're doing face, like you look like their whole body too, right? Yeah, I guess so. Let's do that. Yeah. Oh, that's a tough. Should one. we do this at the end? Yeah, let's do it at the Think end. Think about it. No, let's make it, let's make it a Game of Thrones character just Come to back. keep it in the world. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, so she goes inside. We don't really know what's what's going to happen happen there, but I guess it's some sort of um, holodeck. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping it's a yeah, crazy danger room. Danger room, room yeah. yeah. Um, I think that would be awesome. Also, uh, the whole place looks. It just looks like a crypt. The whole yeah, thing is like yeah. real mausoleum looking. Yeah. And I still hold Did out hope that... Did you say <laughs> Is this one of the words that I read as a child and never learned how to mausoleum. say correctly? <laughs> is this just mausoleum? It's yeah. mausoleum. I always say it's monosoleum. You may be thinking monolith. Do you have a list of words you don't know? They come up... There's an improv show where I tried to say entrepreneur and that wasn't wrong. That wasn't a state dead, was it? It was, I think, yeah. Um, all right, got to move on. Getting long here. Um, so going in there, I'm still holding out hope that Serio Pharrell will will pop up. Fingers yeah, crossed. Fingers crossed. Because uh, he could still end up being one of those. Right. He could still end up being Jake and Agar. He's from Bravos. Yep. But we don't otherwise know he's connected to them that I can think of. Right. No. Um, right. All right. So we're going to the wall. Uh, where Gilly is learning to read uh, <laughs> once again Cena. by uh, what's her name? Not Celise. That's Shireen. the wife. Shireen. Shireen uh, is teaching teaching her to read, uh, and she's warned to stay away from from Gilly because Gilly is a wildling, and, yeah. and her uh, mom doesn't want her to have killed, any friends. We killed their king, so she's going to lash out at any point. Jesus, um, I'm watching Down Abbey right now. <laughs> <laughs> Season five, there's another character learning to read on that goddamn show. <laughs> I, I I would be fine with every show except for Sesame Street retiring the plot of people learning how to read. I understand that knowledge is power, and I understand that there are both times and groups of people that uh, can't read. But oh my god. <laughs> Just give me a training montage and be like, I can <laughs> the next I, improv scene I do with Dave at, at some point, I'm gonna make him learn <laughs> I just thought this was an excuse to show Sam like looking at books, but not have it be boring. So they're just like, let's put some other stuff in the foreground while he's like, oh look, a young man can be the commander. That's a fact I'll use later. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Hmm. I'll put this one in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so last week Mance gets killed after he refuses to bend the knee and in turn lead the the wildlings into war into the north uh, to take back Winterfell uh, so Stannis has to go to plan B which would be to ask John to do it uh, and John says no uh, plus I'm, a, I'm snow I can never be lord of Winterfell uh, and he says you do this for me you will you like wake up the next day John Stark of Winterfell, 
Uh, well, it literally says you kneel down, you'll stand up. Yeah. So, um, John Starr. The 1994 Knicks, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he refuses. Um, but in that moment, uh, I kind of thought that he was he, he was going to do it. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I love that he didn't. I love I love yeah. that he didn't. Uh, also, because it kind of hit another thing that uh, I've predicted for a season on this podcast now. Um, that Master Amon would have a hand in making him uh, lead the Night's Watch. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, John Stark of Winterfell, not going to happen. Uh, the, the Lord Commander election, uh, Master Amon is overseeing it uh, for the 998th Lord <laughs> Commander of the Night's Watch. Uh, Alistair Thorne is the favorite, and then there was Malister. Is that right? Dennis Malister. Dennis Malister. Uh, and that was it until Sam endorses John and gives a pretty good speech about reasons why. It's like, yeah, Alistair Thorne has been he was he was great, but once he was gone, this is the guy we we leaned on. Uh, he, this was the guy that led the attack to avenge um, Old Bear. Yeah. Um, this, this guy roast of Janos oh. that he opens oh, up. Oh my god! god. Roast. Like laughs are kind of hard to come by in the show, and so when they're there and they're like naturally part of what's happening, it's yeah. just like so great. Yeah, Janos Lint would know he was cowering with her in the in the cellar and a, uh, with a baby. Yeah, and a woman <laughs> and Janos Lint and his own uh, urine. Yeah, <laughs> part of his own making. Oh yeah, that's what it was. That was a good one. Yeah. He like really dug in. Yeah. Uh, Sam endorses John, and everybody kind of gets behind him, and then there's a tie. Uh, and then uh, Master Amon appears to be a tie, so he grabs his little chip and plops it on top of uh, the Jon Snow pile. And Jon Snow is now 998th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. He seemed pretty happy about it. Like, yeah. it was at least like a, an, oh, I'm so flattered smile. Well, also, yeah. like, Alistair Thorne was going to, like, bury him in yeah. ice if he yeah. made it so yeah. I like Amon's like dramaticness of, like he could have just put his chip in the pot with everybody else but he's like I'm gonna save this like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't do things unless it really gets a reaction yeah I mean yeah. it could be that he can't vote oh, it's like Joe Biden. Biden. unless there's a tie um, just like president of the senate or something yeah, vice, president. The vice president yeah, yeah. Um, can't vote unless there's a tie something like that right yeah, he's um, the 51st vote. Yeah. So maybe Master Amon. Amon is the... Uh, the tiebreaker. The tiebreaker. Uh, yeah. I'm Jon Snow. Oh, well, so I, I have so many mixed feelings about this, right? If I'm Jon Snow, I just turned down becoming Lord Stark of Winterfell. And so I'm like, all right. At least I'm a winner. I'm Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. Like... It is what it is. That's good. But on the other hand, I'm like, Jesus Christ. Talk about putting a target on your back. Like, who knows what Alistair Thorne was going to do with him. But, like, now you know that, like, 50% of the people, like, are not on your side, essentially. Mm-hmm. Not just uh, in the Night's Watch, but also now probably the Wildwooding side. Yeah. Um, and the Stannis side. Like, yeah. He's got... I mean, he's in a, he and Daenerys are in kind of similar situations where they're trying to do the right thing, but surrounded by all people who are not rooting for their success. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I just like, because I don't like Jon Snow that much. And I, like, last season we had so much wall stuff. I was like, let's go fight these guys. Let's go yeah. fight these guys. Let's drink ale. And, but this I at least like, because he, like, we saw a few seasons ago, like, he wants to go, like, go save his, or avenge his brother. And he has to, like, learn that, like, this is his, like, life now. And we see him grow, I think, that he's accepted that. So that made me like it more. Uh, that does it for the show overall. Do you have any specific things before we jump into a couple quick things before and end this? End this? No? Uh, anybody that you were hoping to see tonight that you didn't see? So this is somebody that we saw, but uh, I feel like I have to point it out. Um, Miss Sandy had less lines in, the, or fewer lines in this, and that's zero, uh, lines than the girl who said ale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I would have loved, would have liked to hear from her. Um, always nice to see her. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on with the mountain. Yeah. I want to see what that dude is looking like. Yeah. Guys, what's Bran up to? We're <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not gonna see him. I yeah. want some Bran. There's him. skeleton bones. Yeah. He's gonna be noticeably absent for a season. Oh, is the kid not coming back? He's not in yeah. this season. No. Oh, man. Yeah. Are they never bringing his brother back? Rickon? Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, I used, like, there was a huge, there was like a chart with Bran where up until like the most recent storyline, I thought he was like the most, every time he caught up, like, oh, this guy is so fucking boring. As soon as he goes beyond the wall, everything goes insane. And I think a lot of people hate it because there's like wizards and shit. But, uh. I love, like, Beyond the Wall brand. Uh, with the death of Hoster Tully, who becomes Lord of Riverrun? Is that Blackfish? Blackfish. That could be who Brienne Ooh. ends up being uh, with. Because he's still yeah. running around the Riverlands also. Yeah. The Brotherhood of the Banders also seems like they could be because they're in the area and like she <clears throat> doesn't have a band yeah, anymore she, either she, it makes yeah. the perfect sense that she could kind of fall in with them she's um, brother though it's true no they have um, a peoplehood without banners <laughs> yeah but I, I would like to see the brotherhood um, but my, my noticeably absent would have liked to see Blackfish um, I didn't put the Brienne Blackfish thing together until a minute ago but I'd like to see that uh, this is an it's just something I don't know if you guys have talked about, but just think of the brother without bear in it. What's the who's the dead guy who's in charge of them? Oh, um, oh, uh, Dundar, Dundar, yeah, Dundari, uh, yeah. Derek Dun, uh, Barrack Dundar. That's the one. Have you guys discussed the idea that uh, Melisandre might be dead? Whoa, no. That's like a that's like one of those like book theories. Well, there's no like evidence really yeah, yeah, for yeah. It either way, but like she's like she's really she's got magic, like she's not worried about being cold. Didn't she drink poison that one time? She drank know? poison that one time. Like I think she might either be like that dude was animated by fire and I feel like she is maybe in a different way, but maybe the same way. Yeah, yeah there's, there's also like theories that like uh, Roose Bolton is a vampire. That's ridiculous. <laughs> that's yeah. some crazy bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> uh one quick thing on that is that I kind of feel like listening to Storm of Swords and rewatching season three that uh, Melisandre and uh, Thoros of Mir uh, kind of both serve the Lord of Light, right? Yeah. But they seem to have very different 
attitudes and takes on this. So it, it seems like Melisandre is not necessarily following either the same Lord of Light or possibly is being persuaded by a someone that's kind of parading themselves as a Lord of Light. Does that make sense? Like some mm-hmm. sort of false prophet, like a devil kind of kind of thing that is saying that is, is leading her to think that this is what's really happening because with Thoris of Mir, he was he was very he was so much more positive about everything and she's just like war, kill, you know. Yeah, so like there Thoros was like a basically like a shitty monk to the same deity who like was sent to Westeros and like was a drunk and then when magic came back he like started be taking things serious. In Essos and I hope we see them, there's like a whole culture of people who yeah. all worship the same god that she does but no one seems to be like oh have you heard like no one she's like kind of off on her own i don't know if that's her jam or (laughs) like if she like a splinter sect or or what happened Mm. yeah sleeper cell uh all right well let's go Wait, sorry i have one more people i want to see yeah me too i want to see like what the rest of the wildlings are up to like torment are they pissed Yeah. yeah like are they just hanging out or What's their, what are they going to do? Yeah. Because in most of the show, like, someone dies, and then we, like, find out who's mad about it until somebody else dies. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I want to see me some Ramsey. Mm. I hate that so, guy. Yeah. I hate him, and I love him. I love to hate him. I just really like that actor, too. All right. I like uh, <laughs> He's so crazy, Before we get to so some... Uh, couple other quick things. Uh, I just want to hear some some plugs. What do you got coming up? Or what do you what would you like to chat about real fast? Well, I already said my my thing. Yeah, phillyrenfair.com. Um, if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, uh, Thursday of this week, my team Skeletons Etc. will be performing at the Figment Theater at eight thirty, and then uh. Also, I'm at the Philly Improv Theater with Sabotage, or mostly every Saturdays. And you can follow me at Brendan from Beer if you want more of the same bullshit I said today. Is that for the number or from? From. Oh yeah, it's at. My name is Brendan B R E N D A N from like R F R O M Beer. Now I don't even know how words are spelled. Oh my next. Uh... You can check out my group, Hoffman, this Saturday at Philly Improv Theater at 10.30. Or, if you live in Philadelphia, I also make jewelry, and I'm going to be doing a fair out in West Philly. I should know where it is, but it's called the Go West Craft Fair. So you can come out and shop. Is that stuff able to be purchased online? Yeah, you can also go to... It's called Anethum, A-N-E-T-H-U-M, jewelry.com. Cool. Wendy's stuff is cool. It's so really cool. cool. Yeah, you guys can buy my stuff. Yo, actually, I was looking at Sansa's necklace in this one. I was. It, it was bothering me. I was like, Yeah, it was really. It was I was trying to figure out how it's made and like yeah. how it's staying up with the chain. Uh, also, the girl from Dorne had a really nice necklace. Yeah, I can make that if anyone wants one out there. Message me. <laughs> you should do a whole line of just like Game of Thrones oh. style jewelry. It's a good idea. Yeah, I'll make a. Oh, also do a promo. Type in Game of Thrones. Hey, we get twenty off. What? Wait, wait. Boom. Type it in where and get twenty off. Uh, at my shop. There's okay. like a promo slot. Oh. Yeah. Do cool. Game of Thrones. Oh, Stark Raven Man. Oh no. 
Stark Raven mad, you get 20 off. Oh, the person who paused is so mad right <laughs> now. Yeah. You should have stuck around for another minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not working. Um, David? Um, yeah, uh, I uh, perform with The Future uh, Saturdays at the Philly Improv Theater. Also, this Saturday, 7.30, uh, April 25th, uh, Study Hall uh, features uh, professor two professors from Drexel this, this week doing lectures and then a group of some of Philly's finest young improvisers uh, making fun of those lectures. It's going to be an absolute blast. It's a great show. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at Philly D-Way, Philly D-E-E Way. Um, I took over the SRM podcast account today. Um, it was a rousing success. <laughs> and a little bit more on that later. In a moment. Uh, for me, uh, everything David just plugged, uh, I'm a part of. I direct the future, direct study hall, so go see those things. Uh, and you can go to MikeMarbeck.com for information on those. Uh, as well as a whole bunch of other things to waste your time on. Uh, that's it for plugs. Uh, who's out there? Mo and Katie, do you have anything that you wanted to add? Uh, yeah. All right, um, who do we got first? We uh, got hey, this is Mo. Mo. Um, I want to say, Whitney, your fair is at the Woodlands, which is a cemetery. <laughs> Thank you. totally awesome. Thank you. There's um, music and vendors and food it's gonna be great um also i looked up you guys were talking about where bravos was filmed and it's filmed at a place called castel gomalicia in croatia which Mm -hmm. i thought sounded totally awesome yeah because it sounded like a place that could actually be in westeros um yeah i thought the episode was awesome uh there was so much i loved and so much i really didn't like like namely people that i really love like characters that i love that were being like total wieners, like Jamie. Like he was just like, "Oh, okay, you want me to go after my kid? Okay, I'll do it." Not like, "This is my kid, and I want to go after her." He was just like, "Oh, all right, I'll do that." Mm-hmm. I feel like he's just trying to get away from Cersei being yeah, a bitch. Like right? he's just like, oh, yeah. "You know what? Just get off my back. I'm going. I'm doing something." Like, okay, I'm going to find Marcella, not get lost and drink wine for two months. <laughs> Next we see him, he's just in door, just hanging out, enjoying the line. Katie? Um, Yeah, I was thinking about Brienne a lot when you guys were talking about it, and there's this one moment that you guys didn't discuss, and it was the part where they're like, well, how did Finley die? And she's like, oh, a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) A big ghost did it, guys. (gasps) A shadow with the face of Stannis. Duh. Girl, you're trying. Your whole existence is trying to be taken seriously, yeah. and you if you can't, you, just, yeah. you, you can't use like, the argument. A big ghost killed. <laughs> and Baelish was just like a ghost. Stannis's <laughs> <laughs> face. Also, she didn't say, "Oh, hey, I also saw your sister Arya, who she also doesn't know is alive." Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like nobody oh, ever mentions yeah. these things. Like, oh, I know this. Your sibling is there. Like none of the Stark kids have any idea what's but, going on with their brothers. That said, though. Uh, it's secretly a good job by her that she didn't, because you yeah. think Littlefinger wouldn't reach out mm-hmm. those little fingers <laughs> and snatch up Arya. Wait, yeah. wait. If you think of the timeline, right? So Brienne sees Arya, and then like it's not what, a week later she's like sees Sansa, but like uh, Arya is like in Bravos, which is like another continent. So she must have like jetted on that boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know. 
that it's been they could have been going around for a good Isn't while. It just the narrow seas. Isn't, I thought that was okay. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, anything else from you two? Also, uh, I was agreeing a lot with what Brendan said about uh, Daenerys, and I feel like she rules in a lot of black and white terms. Like either things are good or bad, and she has no con. I feel like the way she was raised, she has no context of culture and how culture is embedded. And, she, and like Brennan said, she's like, "What do you mean? There's no masters or slaves." It's like, no, clearly everyone's still like doing that stuff. It's just you just got rid of the titles. Like it's not gonna be like, "Well, it's gone," and everyone's gonna be like, "What?" It's gonna be. It's gonna take years. It's gonna mm-hmm. take years for those people to be like well i guess there aren't slaves and i guess this hierarchy doesn't exist anymore and basically what the 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 slave owners are doing is just like the marine version of sharecropping it's true (laughs) that's what they're doing like Mm -hmm. the slaves are free but they're still doing slave type work yeah Yeah. all right go thank you too uh why don't we go to twitter uh, Twitter, Twitter shout out. Twitter check out. Yeah, check in. Um, yeah, we had a, uh, a really nice, uh, really <laughs> nice turnout here. Uh, I was tweeting. I was tweeting a um, bunch of stuff, and I'm like, I don't, we don't need to make a big deal about it. But I, uh, I just got a uh, got some nice, not some nice retweets and stuff like that. Uh, thanks everybody for participating. I'm not gonna shout out names. We're it's a long show. I uh, started the night with 77 followers. We're at 82 now, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa! <laughs> so, your man went to work. Um, <laughs> tweet of the night goes to Baenerys Targaryen. That is a good name. Uh, who, good uh, who tweeted uh, at the end of the episode, Drogon just dropped his laundry off and went back to college. <laughs> <laughs> well done. That's good. That's a good one. Go. Cool. Uh, and closing it out with winners and losers. Sure, I'll start this one off. Um, winner is to me, and this is a stupid one, I know, but it's Prince Doran. God, his suit was is was incredible. <laughs> I, I like. I'm just. I'm gonna think about it for a long time. And look, if I ever if I ever get my money right, I might get one made just like that. I thought everybody in Doran's clothes looked great. And uh, and it just looks like a it looks like a nice place to be, and I I bet when winter comes, it's very mild temperature. <laughs> so uh, and Prince Doran, like you you seem you seem steady. So you're my winner. Uh, loser is uh, it is in fact Khaleesi because she she has no she's really she's standing on just such shaky ground. On everything, like she's in a mess. She's just in an absolute mess, and mm-hmm. um, there's nothing that she can do to win because she is both. She's destroying both like the social construct and the economy of a place. And is it necessary to do that to create the kind of world that she wants? Yes, but the doing of that is a is an undertaking that she probably ultimately doesn't want because it's it's just time spent not dealing with Westeros and nobody's going to be like nobody in Westeros is going to be like oh you know what she really turned Marine around <laughs> <laughs> I like her now so that's my winner or my loser um, I, I wasn't positive on who I wanted 
as a winner. So I'm going to say Jon Snow because he got offered the chance to be legitimized. And even though he didn't take it, like, he has that option uh, now. But then he literally won in the voting. <laughs> and now you want to have that, that dude on his back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll count him as my winner today. Um, my loser, I'm going to say, is Cersei. Because... She wants to have the power, and she's, she doesn't have it. She doesn't have the power that she thinks she does or can get. And so I just I, I think she's a loser because she's such a loser. Because um, <laughs> you see her, like, trying to get it, and she's not succeeding. So, yeah. Um, so my winner is, uh, Arya, because she's been taken in by face-changing magic assassins, which is what I always wanted for my life, and it didn't work out. Uh, there's still time. Well, you know, I don't know. Like, there's no second acts in American life. I don't know if uh, wizardry is in my, is in my future. Uh, but yeah, she's had such a, a shitty time, and now she's like actually has a place to go and maybe like pick up some skills and find a job. I just think that's a real uh, good story. And then I was gonna say uh, Daenerys, but I think you really covered it. So instead, we'll make my loser um, Brienne, who yeah did have to be like, but a but a ghost. Oh, I'm pu- punches and like just like literally murdered two guys who. I'm not even super convinced we're trying to kill her until she started killing them back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, my winner, I'm going to go Sam, because he really stepped it up on his public speaking skills. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he killed it on that speech. Like, he gave some sass, he gave some good points. And John was like, uh, no, don't, don't do it. Yeah, he's like, no, and he's like, no, I got this, I got yeah. this. And he still, he went with what he thought was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um... My loser, you guys covered both my losers, so I guess my other loser would be any little person, male little oh. person, <laughs> because, like, they already probably have it pretty rough as it is. I like how she's like, oh, yeah, we don't want to, more dead guys, we'll take it. Like, yeah, it's just like, oh, we don't want to, like, discourage people from, like, maybe letting him go, so, yeah. yeah, any little person with semi-longish hair that's male. With a cut on his face. Yeah. Did he have a cup? Yeah. They yeah. probably put it there. Yeah, yeah they definitely put it there because it, it seemed really fresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and if I could put anyone from Game of Thrones on my face, it would be Jamie Lannister. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, uh, uh, every, every, each of them was taken. Um, so I'm going to go with uh, winner is Kyburn um, <laughs> because he has risen from, uh, where was he? Harrenhal? Yeah, he was yeah. like, he was like, and, he was like the one guy who lived after yeah. they killed everyone. Uh, and kind of traveled with Jamie, and now he's on the small council, and he's got his fucking mad scientist group going, um, putting, stealing heads, uh, <laughs> messing with the mountain. Uh, and then on the other side, uh, Pycelle, uh, who had just, with each thing, just gets more and more pathetic. Um, he's still on the small council, but I don't know how long that's going to, to last. I don't know how long he's going to last. I think, 
Uh, probably not. I was going to say I think we'll probably see him die this this season. Mm. But he's the, he's the kind of character that is good to have around just for annoying purposes. I think. Are you going to um, lock that in? No. Um, I think my lock is going to be that uh, Brienne and Blackfish. My stone cold lock of the century of the week that Brienne and Blackfish will meet up. Nice. That's my stone cold lock. Um, uh, and as far as faces go, uh, I'm going to go with Old Dario. It's yeah. not a bad face. That's not a bad face. Um, Would you confront new Dario? And kick uh, his ass. Yeah, I think I might have to. <laughs> I would do Marjorie because I think she's so hot. Oh, I'm I'm doing uh I I was talking about this earlier. I think I'm doing Cersei. Um, it's probably in the like like uh apparently like when you're like your last throws of like being of childbearing age you're just like 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 wit for women is like sexually awesome <laughs> so be like a good looking blonde queen who's just like just like sex is dynamite <laughs> I'm going I'm researching uh, I think that's an excellent choice me <laughs> guess Droga oh <laughs> just, just his face though yeah, <laughs> I'm like an Egyptian god in here. Oh. What's up? I got a as big as my body. Uh, all right, uh, let's wrap this up because uh, Whitney had requested we do under two hours. Um, <laughs> we have four minutes. Well, we were letting it True. letting it roll yeah. a bit, so we're probably at about fifty. Uh, and we'll say srmpodcast at gmail dot com. Write us, uh, email us, uh, anything that you want. Comments, questions, concerns. Uh, who would you want to be uh, your face in the Game of Thrones universe? <laughs> um, uh, winners and losers. Anything that you want to email us. srmpodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, and also, don't forget the contest. Rate and review us, and you will be entered to win a uh, copy of the World of Ice and Fire: Untold Story of Westeros. Uh, and that's, get that free book. Yeah, get that yeah, free book. Go to audibletrial.com slash StarkRavenMad. Let me try that again. audibletrial.com slash StarkRavenMad. And uh, you can get that book and many other books uh, for free, one each month. And it doesn't cost you a dime, especially if you cancel before it ends. That's all I got. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.